welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I am Natalie. <laughs> you started Bringing it. Back the, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you brought back the uh, Robo, Robo Nat. Yeah. No, I don't call you Nat. No. I have a pet name for you, but it's embarrassing. You could bring it out. No, I don't. Okay. No, um, okay. okay. Speaking of embarrassing names, uh, we had a like a heating and AC guy today. He kept calling me Nat, which was funny because I don't really go by Nat. But then, except one of your best friends regularly calls you Nat because she doesn't listen to you when you say true. you don't want to be that's called Nat. <laughs> um, but another funny thing that like I called him or I called you with him, and he saw your name in my phone. Right. And then he called you. And he called me Davy. Yeah. Davy Cakes. Oh, Davy Cakes. That's right. That's what it is. And he's like yeah. Davy Cakes, Taco, Groovy Hang guy. Ten, and <laughs> right. Secretary answering a phone or whatever. Yeah, uh, that's what I am in your in your phone. Yeah. Um, but uh, how are we? I, I didn't ask how how you are. How are you? Oh, I'm just just fine. We had a weird. Day. It's been a weird week. It's been a really weird. Oh yeah. Not just because we traveled. Well. I was going to say, people might be thinking, like, oh, it's been a weird week for them because there was a hurricane in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That is weird. Yeah. But what's weirder for us is that we weren't there. Yeah. We weren't here. We were in. We were visiting my family in uh, Des Moines. Weird to, like, have, like, a big family reunion in a state that I've never been to before in my life. Yeah. I'd never been to Iowa before, but my brother well, now, moved there. No, Des Moines there. is the big city. Des Moines is, yeah, yeah. That's Des Moines is what we flew into. Yeah. We were visiting them in a, a small town that's, yeah. it's well, it's outside of Ames. So yeah. if you know where Ames, Iowa is, outside of that is where uh, my brother lives. But they brought bought a big, uh, beautiful house, because you can afford that in a small town in Iowa. Yeah. A house that was, we learned, was built in 1898. Yeah. And they are the third owners ever. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Very crazy. Um, or the third like family who has lived there. Yeah. Ever. I said yeah. it's for sure haunted. Yeah. And you... <laughs> dismissed it <laughs> yeah i mean it, it probably is but um i mean i don't believe in that kind of stuff but it, it probably is but uh yeah but we were supposed to fly back on sunday the day that the hurricane or i guess it was downgraded to tropical storm by the time it landed i think yeah. I, I can't remember because i wasn't here so the day it landed so we like had a layover in denver that turned into a long layover that turned into an overnight yeah. <laughs> in a hotel in denver uh which we had to pay for the hotel because of course it's not the airline's fault that there's right. a tropical storm. Force majeure, they call that. Yeah. Um, but we, we tried to make the best of oh, it. Oh, we had a blast. We had a yeah. fun time. But it just threw Denver. off this whole week. But yeah, it's been kind of chaotic because we flew home. We got home at like 7 a.m. Yeah. Uh, and then I, luckily I was working from home, but then I like yeah. came home, showered, and like worked all day. Yeah. And then our air conditioning broke broke today. And yeah, it's been a weird, it's been a very strange Strange day. Yeah. Uh, strange week. But uh, but now, we, because we're, you know, we're in our 40s. I'm a man. I'm 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how we spend our Friday nights now, doing a podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> this is not normally how we spend our Friday nights, but scheduling. It's not not how we spend our nights. We normally do fun stuff on Friday nights. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going out to out to dinner. Yeah. We got all, all sorts of fun plan, things planned all weekend. We're still young and lively because we're, as you know... We're dink, uh, dinkwads, right? Uh, dinkwads, yeah. Dual income, no kids with a dog. Yeah. Uh, so we've got all the expendable income in the world. We used to Actually, be dildos. We, did, we used to be dual, dual income, income, large dog, dog owners. owners. But Jack was not a large dog. He was bigger than Darla, but yeah. he was still a small to medium-sized dog. Yeah. But yeah, I joke about us having expendable income. But hey, if you're uh, 
if you're um, a dual income, if you're dinkwads and you want to not have expendable income anymore, buy a house in Southern California. Yeah, buy a townhouse. Buy a townhouse, Hope yeah, because, yeah, we uh, it's rough. are stretched thin. And uh, that's not. this is not a podcast about, like, you know, elder millennial uh, non-issues, right? Yeah. They're issues for us, not issues for other people. Yeah. Do you know the... Did you read that the, um, we know that Gen Z doesn't drink very much. Right. But now, like, uh, like elder millennials, middle-aged millennials are the drinkingest people in America. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm propping that number up myself. Yeah. For, for, I, hate, I hate those guys. Yeah. You know, like, the, like people who, like, brag about how much they drink, you know? Yeah. I hate that. I feel like um, you're kind of like that. No, I don't. Okay. I, think I just shut used, up and drink. I think you used to be. Sure, but I grew up. Okay. But you know, like, there's that, um, um, that famous line from Game of Thrones, Tyrion says, that's what I do, I drink and I know things. Yeah. And you see people with that on oh, t-shirts yeah. all the time, and I'm like, that's so embarrassing, that's nothing to be proud of, I could probably drink you under the table, because I'm not, I haven't made it my identity. Yeah. Like, I just shut up and drink. Uh. You should get that on a shirt. No, I don't think that would be a good shirt. <laughs> Should have been drink. I, th- I thought it over, Natalie, and I don't think it would be a good shirt. <laughs> All right. This is not a podcast about... That's a terrible idea. <laughs> what time? What time? <laughs> um, this is not a podcast about elder millennial uh, drinking habits. This is a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. We watch an episode of each every week. Recap, compare, contrast. We have games, all sorts of things. It's really fun. Uh, we don't have games. We have segments. But um, we're on season five, episode twenty. Season five, episode twenty of Friends is called the one with the ride along, and season five, episode twenty of How I Met Your Mother is called Home Wreckers. We're going to put a pin in those Home Wreckers, and we are going to start with season five, episode twenty of Friends Ride Along. Uh, we started the perk. And most of the gang is there. Do your espresso shot. Yeah, do a shot of espresso. We start at the park. Uh, most of the gang is is there, and they're saying, "Hey, Emily's getting remarried this weekend. Let's try and keep Ross's mind off it." Uh, Joey kind of does that very literally, trying to like distract Ross. Um, so, uh, blah, blah blah blah. I just got a text message that threw me off. Um, then Phoebe and Gary, uh, Michael Rappaport, uh, Officer Gary, come by, and Phoebe uh, says she had a fun, she had fun going on a ride along. All three of the fellows say they want to go on a ride along, but Chandler's kind of scared, especially when he realizes it's going to be at night. Yeah, he's like, "Let's go tonight." Um, uh, and that's kind of the the cold open after the opening titles. Uh, Rachel comes home. Monica's organizing photos uh, and. Rachel accidentally messes that up, so they're like, hey, let's make margaritas to take our mind off the photo disaster. And there's a whole thing where uh, Monica asks Rachel to go across to the street to Ross's apartment, even though he isn't home, to get some like tequila, to get some stuff for um, the margaritas. Uh, oh, the blender. He has the blender. Um, she also wants Rachel to pick up any loose like cash she sees lying around, yeah. which is pretty funny. Um on the ride along, Chandler's scared because it's getting dark. Um, Joey gets in the car with a meatball sub, and Gary says, you can't eat messy food in my uh, cop car. It's a funny bit there. Um, and there's another funny bit about Chandler smelling the sandwich, and Joey says, you're taking away some of the flavor units. Um, and 
And then there's, I don't know if this goes in the funniest moment, so I'm sorry if I'm taking it. Joey is also trying to describe how good this, it's his favorite sandwich in the city, nay, the world. Um, And he's trying to decide how good it is. And he's like, imagine having the best sex you've ever had. And Chandler's like, okay. And Joey's like, are you thinking about Monica? And he's like, yeah. And then Joey just wants to know the details of what it's like to have sex with Monica. Great. Uh. Rachel comes over to Ross's apartment. He isn't home. She breaks a little dinosaur bone, but it's not um, a real dinosaur bone. Monica calls, and it turns out she basically needs everything to make. Yeah. She doesn't have anything in the house for margaritas. Uh, but while So while Rachel's gra- gathering th- things, the phone rings, goes to the answering machine. It's Emily. She's having second thoughts. She's starting to wonder if maybe it was a bad decision to end, sing- end things so soon with Ross. She wants him to call her back. Um, and Rachel drinks some tequila right out of the bottle, yeah. which is funny. Yeah. Um, we go into commercial from there. We come back to the ride along, and it's clearly I understand that it's like a rear projection, a car, and a stage. But like, I'm like, how many potholes are in these New York City streets? Yeah. The car was like yeah. bouncing all over the place. Yeah. Um. Uh. Ross is sitting up front and. He says that makes him more of a cop than the other two, and the other two are like, "No, I'm more cop." And I'm like, "These fucking losers." Yeah, all cops are bastards. Yeah, all cops are bastards. Who wants to be a cop? Like now, I like that it's a thing. Like, like so and so. Like if you do so and so, you're a cop. You know? Um, Yeah. I I like that. That like being a cop is a slander. Yeah. Or like a narc. Yeah, yeah. Because I like it was a couple years ago. Someone said it was like the end of April and someone was like anyone who still does the Justin Timberlake it's going to be May thing is a cop <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah um, and then as, as if this conversation can't get any worse then Ross says something about being like Gary's partner and Chandler says that sounds gay yeah. it's all it's all terrible yeah just a bunch of fucking losers yeah. uh, but uh, Ross kind of blows it sitting in the front he can't turn off the cherry which is the uh we learned that's the little siren uh, light that you flashes that you put on top yeah. of a of an unmarked vehicle. But he calls um, it a he calls it a berry first. He calls it a berry. Yeah, it's a cherry, and then he can't turn it off. Uh, he puts it under his shirt and does an ET impression. And the next thing you know, he has to sit in the back with the yeah, other guys. He gets punished. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Ross's apartment. Rachel said, "Monica, you got to come over." She um, plays Monica the message. Monica's like, "We have to erase this so Ross can't hear it." Rachel. It's weird that. Rachel wouldn't just like call her and tell her what happened. No, I can see wanting like you have to hear this for yourself. Okay, I guess right? I'm assuming like wouldn't you just play it like on your cell phone? But like there's no cell. Yeah, phone. there's no cell phone. Yeah, she can't play. Yeah, and it's right across the street, right? Right. Um. Um. So Monica wants to erase it, and she's talking about all these like. It would be crazy if she did, if Ross did, and like. It, and it would be crazy to run at her wedding. Yeah. Or it would be crazy for Ross to fly to London to try to stop a wedding. Like, all things that yeah. Rachel did. Yeah. Um, but then Rachel accident, tries to play the message again and accidentally erases it. Which I saw coming a million miles away, but it's yeah. still uh, nice. Back in the in the ride-along, um, uh, Gary is, like, looking at, like, a, a witness in a case or something. And he's, like, doing something weird. And Gary's acting freaked out. And then a car backfires. We don't know it's a car backfire. We think, like... Yeah, someone actually is shooting at the car. And we hear a bit of, what is the music? So I assumed that it was from Serpico, which I've never seen. 
But they referenced Serpico earlier. When when Ross had to yeah. move to the back seat. So I just assumed that it was from that. Okay. I I think it is, from what I could Google real quick, it's hard to say, but uh, I think it is. It's the theme from Ironside by Quincy Jones. Okay. I didn't know what that was. Okay. But like I was like trying to figure out what. I know I've heard it before, so other things have referenced it. Yeah, I think. um, Maybe Austin Powers or something. Well, I'm sure it's been sampled. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So anyway, it's the theme from Ironside that we hear. I'm glad I was able to confirm that that was right because that's what I thought when I googled it. Yeah, that was Um, that's what it was. Uh, and Joey, when the, it goes into slow motion, when the gun goes off, you know, shit, the car backfire and they don't know that Joey protects Ross, Mm -hmm. like puts his body in front of Ross's, uh, Gary's really impressed by that. Um, meanwhile, Ross, we were back at the apartment we hear Ross leave a message for himself about like appreciating every day and loving life. It was like like a, like an affirmation. It was really sweet. It was. Yes. Um, they get to the perk and Ross is still like so touched about what Joey did and like has this new look on life outlook on life. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chandler is all salty that Joey didn't save him. Uh, and then Gary, and, Sorry. yeah, Gary and Phoebe are real cute because Phoebe's like, if a car backfired, I'd throw my body on yours or whatever. Uh, it's cute, right? Yeah. I mean, or if I heard a gunshot, he's like, yeah. let's go take a <laughs> walk in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she's like, Ooh, can we, um, by the way, in, uh, the perk, Joey is still holding the sandwich. He still hasn't unwrapped the sandwich, yeah. uh, which um, I noticed it in the perks. So I was like, clearly this is going to come up. There's going to yes. be something with the, yeah, with the sandwich. He was so excited to eat that yeah. sandwich yeah. in the car. Um, Joey goes home. Chandler is at home pacing. Um, again, Joey still has the sandwich and, chi- and um, Chandler tells Joey he's, he's jealous or he's hurt. Um, and here I was thinking like, okay, Listeners, if you haven't watched the episode, friends and mothers, if you haven't watched the episode, Gary's in the front. They're pulled over to the right side of the road. The back seat is from the driver's side to the passenger side. Chandler, Chandler Joey, Joey, Ross. Yeah. The witness they're looking at, including where the car backfires from, is from the driver's side. So Chandler is in between the gun, which isn't a gun, but in between the gun and Joey. Joey couldn't have put himself in front of Chandler. The only person that Joey could have tried to protect was Ross. Yeah. That's what I was thinking the whole time, and I was like, that's got to come up. But no, it turns out that's not what it is at all. Joey was just trying to protect his sandwich from a bullet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And um, he gives Chandler a bite of his sandwich. Um, Chandler thinks he's giving him the whole sandwich. Uh, He just gives him a bite. That sandwich looked real bready and dry. Well, I mean, I don't know. I thought it looked all right. Isn't, like, the whole... I've not eaten a meatball sub, but isn't the whole point of it, is it, like, being, like, gloopy and, like, messy? But you can't have a lot of bread to, to soak that up. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it looked pretty good. Probably yeah. cold, but I thought it looked good. Mm. Um, so, Ross comes home and Rachel is there, uh, and Ross doesn't care because he has a new respect for life, much like Tony Soprano. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when Tony Soprano got shot and he got out of the hospital and mm-hmm. he said, and every day's a gift? Yeah. And uh, that lasted an episode or so. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, that's not a fault of the show. That's actually kind of the point of what The Sopranos is about, is yeah. that people 
The Sopranos boils down to like people can change, but it's but hard don't. and they probably won't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, people are bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Rachel, even though she deleted the message by accident, she tells Ross everything that happened. Ross at first wants to call Emily, but Rachel talks him out of it and not in a. I don't think it's in a manipulative way either. I think it is a very honest conversation. It's very nice. And, and like, Ross recognizes that his impulse to call Emily was about his, like, new outlook on life. But if he's being honest with himself, he doesn't want to see her talk to Emily because yeah. she hurt him too bad. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the end of the episode, except we get a... Um, um, a little thing at the end that I can't remember how they got into, like, military stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how, but, like, Monica's saying she would be, like, a good general. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is, um, I can't remember who, if it, Chandler uh, makes a joke about, like, you'd be, like, murdered by your own men if you were a general. Yeah. Uh, which... It's only funny to me because I have watched the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers multiple times where David Schwimmer plays oh. that kind of drill. He's in the first episode and he is the like drill sergeant who's like a hard ass and like whips them into shape. But then the second they go overseas and start doing like not they're not yet at war, but it started as soon as they start doing actual like war games and war exercises, he's clearly like completely in over his head. And some of the men like go to the general above him and like try to complain um i've watched i probably won't watch banner brothers anymore i think i've kind of grown out of that but um i watched it a lot i never saw band of brothers and i never saw oz i know that those are like two things that people i watch i mean Oz uh is i watched more of it than i should have i think it's i think it's like eight seasons and i watched four of them i don't think oz is i think oz felt it's you have to put yourself i guess in the time when there was nothing on TV like that, yeah. you know? And now that there can be so much stuff on TV, now when you watch Oz, it feels really, like, overblown and, like, edgelordy, and, you know, and it's just, like, it's so dark and it's so violent and there's yeah. so much rape and murder and just, like, it's too much, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I think a um, uh, friend of my other podcast, a comedian, Mike Schmidt, um, not the former Phillies player, the comedian Mike Schmidt, uh, he he did a, he said something on our pod on my other podcast Battleship Attention one that was once that was like, can you imagine wanting to own Oz on DVD? Like if you go to someone's house and, and they, they have, have Oz. Oz on DVD, run. <laughs> that's a psycho. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's the end of the episode. Did I miss anything? You got any stray observations, or should we move on to funniest moments? Let's move on. Uh, funniest moment. Um, uh, I only have a couple, but funniest moment uh, by far for me was when Ross leaves that long mm-hmm. sort of like message to himself yeah. about like uh, reminding him to love life and take every day, live every day to the fullest. He ends with, oh, and get stamps. Yeah. And it also <laughs> pays off later when he and Rachel are talking. Yeah. And um, Ross says something like, give me my money back or like tell Monica, yeah, to give me yeah. my money back. And then Rachel um, is like, like pretends to not have heard the message, and then is like, "You might need it to buy stamps." Yeah. And then leaves. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of the end of the, not including the tag at the end. That's like the, 
that's like the created by Marta Kaufman. <laughs> like that's yeah. the, the the end of the episode there. Um, I, I just I mean this episode wasn't all that funny in my opinion, mm-hmm. but um, that conversation at the end when they were talking about like who would survive and who would be the hero mm-hmm. sandwich. There was a joke about yeah. a hero sandwich, yeah. but um, when Phoebe says like um, I'm a pacifist, but I would destroy you all. Not you, Joey. Yeah. I actually had that in Under the Umbrella. That's Under the Umbrella yeah, as well. Yeah, Phoebe and Joey. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, my only other one, uh, I thought this was really funny, when Chandler first tells Joey that he's mad about Joey saving Ross, Joey still doesn't get it and thinks that Chandler hates Ross. And yeah. Joey goes, you want Ross out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had. Okay. Should we move on to Friends with Naked Fashion? Yeah. So, um... When uh, Rachel comes home at the beginning, right before she messes up the photos, she's coming home straight from work, and she's got a gray pantsuit on, but it's, A, like, the pants are, like, pre-length, yeah, and the blazer is, like, extra long, you know? And she wears it over, a, like, black tank top. It looks very cool. It looks very late 90s businesswoman. Okay, so, yes, that outfit I loved, but when she takes off the suit jacket... It's just like a black tank and gray mm-hmm. slacks, and it looks great on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the capri, and then she has. Would you like, call that capri pants, or is that just capri? What do you call that length? Um. Yeah, I guess it's ankle length An- okay. or capri. But yeah. she also has like, um, like chunky black loafers. Right, right, right. So it's like a look that I would wear now. Like it's really just kind of yeah. like cute, universal. Yeah. Looks cute on everyone. Is it? Would you call it a uh, day to night? Day to night? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't have that issue. Like, there's never, like, I'm never, like, in the office and then go to drinks afterwards and, like, put on some earrings. You know, I never, yeah. like, need clothes to be day to night. I feel like that's such a, I don't know. Fashion magazine type of thing? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I guess I do think when I get dressed in the morning, I do think, like... If I'm going to the office, but then I have something to do that evening in public. You think about what you're... I'm not going to wear khakis, because I feel like khakis are fine for the office, but if I'm, like, at a bar or something, like, I feel like khakis look dorky. So I'll try to wear, like, gray chinos. So so I guess I actually do think of, like, going day to night more often than you do. Well, I guess I, like, because I work from home primarily, and I do make multiple, like, outfit changes in a day, Mm -hmm. just because, like, some... I'll go on a walk with Darla or if I go somewhere, I'll like put on something different. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have my night pajamas and my day pajamas. <laughs> That's true. You do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I've said I'd... before when we get home from, from something, you're like Superman in the photo bo- phone booth. Like how quickly, if we've been out all night, you are in pajamas before I've even set down my bags. I okay. feel like now imagine wearing <laughs> like binding clothes and then like a, bra uh-huh. like that's i i want to fling it off as I, soon as i, I don't blame you for yeah. wanting to yeah. i'm just saying it continues to impress me how quickly you are in pajamas when you get home it's all about comfort yeah what's the point if yeah. you're not gonna be comfortable yeah um but if you go grocery shopping when you come home do you put on pajamas before you put the groceries away i know the answer is no i've watched you do it <laughs> but that'd be funny if you did like set the groceries down on the counter get in the pajamas then come put the groceries away i've done that before you have yeah <laughs> I don't blame you. And uh, they're not pajamas. They're like I know. 
I know. Leisure wear. No one is criticizing you. I'm, I'm like, applauding you for how quickly you can change. Um, just, right. just be careful. Yeah, you're I'll on, be careful. You're on thin ice. Um, do you have any more uh, under the uh, or more make it fashion? No, but I do have some props I, to the props department. Well, I have um, one more make it fashion. Oh, okay. In I thought I was done, and then bam! Final scene, the tag at the end. Uh, Phoebe has on like a lacy yellow cardigan. Oh, I didn't notice. It's so cool. Okay. It looks very cute. It complements her like statement necklace, which was also kind of yellow, okay. and it's yellow, which. As listeners know, as friends and mothers know, favorite color. my favorite color is yellow. Um, props to the props department. Do you remember Sobe drinks? Oh, yeah. With, the, was, with the lizard? With the lizard. Yeah. There was a Sobe beverage on oh. top of the boys' fridge. That, that's what I'd, also, I'd expect it. And um, also, to the magnet, there was like an emoji face. It was like like a yeah. two eyes and then like the flat mouth. I don't know what that emoji is. Yeah, I don't know. Um... And then I guess this would be props to the production design or props to the art department. Um, I like Ross's apartment, and I especially loved his giant fake mosquito on the wall. No, the dragonfly. That's always been there. Dragonfly. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean like, always been there? We've, we've seen the inside of his apartment like two times. Was okay. that at the old place, you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, it was at the old place. The, the big yes. the big dragonfly was at the old place? Yes. All right. I believe you. He brings I just, it everywhere. I think it... I like the color scheme better at his new place. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily what I would pick because it's a little dark. It's very, like, professorial. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a little darker than I would want to live my daily life. Yeah. But as a fully realized interior design, I think it's better than his old place. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Because I feel like he had... I know we never see the ground at, <laughs> in his apartments, mm-hmm. but I feel like his old apartment was carpeted and I feel like this one is hardwood with rugs. Yeah. That's how, that's how it feels, and I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's the move worst on. Uh, who, okay. Which apartment is, like, the worst design? Interior design? Yeah. Joey and Chandler's. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. It's not the, welcoming. The girls is also. It's, like, pretty bad. But it, I can see why people hang out there. Yes, yeah. It, Whereas like, Joey and Chandler's place seems to, like, it doesn't look like a fun like place to hang out. I just mean, like, their choice of decor is yeah. very tacky. But I guess it's, like, of of the era. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there's nothing welcoming about Joey and Chandler's place. Oh, the, the duck and the chicken. I'm talking about the interior design. Yeah. They have lazy boys. They don't have, like, a couch. They have a foosball table instead of a table. There's yeah. no place to, like, host or gather. I mean, there are some bar stools. That's true. That seems to be where Phoebes or Rachel hang out when they come over mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they need some like comfier chairs for everyone. And they just need a more consistent design. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I mean, they're. I know, like when I was young, when I think, I think I've talked about this before. When I think about the apartment I lived in, I lived in three different apartments in Chicago, but the one I lived in for like three years, two and a half years. When I think of it now and I realize the potential. how cool an apartment it was yeah. and how we three boys like did nothing with it. Do you do posters without frames? Uh, I don't like posters without frames. Although I did actually for a time have a map of the world without a frame. Um, one of my regulars at the video store I worked at, um, a couple of them were school teachers and he like 
brought me an old textbook for some reason and it like old textbooks used to have like fold out maps yeah, so he like I, I pulled out this map and put it on my wall but uh yeah then that was unframed but other than that no it was just like we had no feng shui you know we had a i mean it wasn't working but we had a fireplace we didn't like center that you know we didn't use the it just it had so much potential that place yeah um anyway should we move on? Oh, no, I had one more Make It Fashion. Oh. Also from the final scene. Uh, I liked I liked uh, Sporty Spice Monica in her Adidas hoodie. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Sporty. Sporty Spice is always my favorite. Is that weird? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. She yeah. was always my favorite. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Under the Umbrella. What do you got? Um, quite a few things. Um... <laughs> So uh, Monica's like hyper obsessive system of categorizing, like yeah. she has a Dewey Decimal type system yeah. for all the photos. Yeah. But then also, like, if she was that controlling of the situation, wouldn't she tape up the box of photos better? Because it's her fault that the box yeah. broke. Yep. So I feel like there were some inconsistencies. Yeah. Or maybe there. It's, it's did this box come from? The Geller's garage that flooded. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And it ruined all of Monica's stuff and none of Ross's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have... Do you want me to continue? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll see okay. if you get to mine. We already okay. talked about one. We get a... I know! From Rachel. From Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. it was like when they listen to the message, Monica says, I can't believe that. And Rachel says, I know. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know if you noticed this, but... You know how we talked before about, like, the class divisions within the group? Mm-hmm. Um, Joey says something about the cop car, like, my tax dollar pays for this. I should be able to eat a meatball sub. And Chandler looks at him and is like, your tax your dollar? Your tax dollars, yeah. So that was, like, we get a little reminder of that. Yeah. Um, of course, we get some, like, homophobia. Mm-hmm. Like, when you say partner, it sounds like you're gay. Yeah. Um, also, there was, like, a little bit of that with, like, Chandler being, like afraid of the ride along at night and they kind of like I don't know it was kind of like you're not man enough yeah but I think you're projecting homophobia on yeah that's not necessarily homophobia Um, Joey being creepy about sex with Monica (laughs) asking about it answering machines answering machines are like always plot points yeah in this show they were a big part of our lives for a while there that is true that is true um yeah, and did I miss what you have? No, nope. I mean you. You got. Uh, we already talked about um, Phoebe likes Joey. Yeah. And you talked about the I know, so I think that's it. Okay. Should we take a quick break? Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we're back, and we are ready to dive headfirst into Season 5, Episode 20 of How I Met Your Mother, which is called Home Wreckers. Take it away, Natalie. Okay. So, we're introduced to the idea of, in life, uh, sometimes we make these big, huge decisions. And sometimes they're good, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're bad. Um, 
we get a visit from Mom and Clint, yeah. who is the the principal from Buffy. Harry Grainer, yeah. Harry Grainer. Yep. Um, he, <laughs> uh, Clint is like such a creep and is talking about how erotic uh, Virginia is. Yeah. And um, Ted is like understandably like so creeped out by it. Yeah. And um, Virginia thinks that Clint is so cool. And then they say they have an announcement to make and Ted is like dreading this. Um, So she is going to marry Clint and this is her second marriage. And Ted... Right, because he... Um, she was originally married to Ted's dad, right? Um, Michael Gross, right? From right. yes, Family Ties. From Family Ties, yeah. that's right. Um, Ted feels terrible about that. Not only is he like grossed out by Clint, but he doesn't like the fact that he's not gotten married, right? Not once, and his mom's getting married twice. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't be in competition with your mom. Um, so they're at McLaren celebrating the second marriage um and then we see them they quickly are at the wedding ceremony um and clint presents ted a gift which is like a very erotic painting like a nude painting of he and virginia yeah there's a there's a a guitar covering his genitalia yeah but only in his memory, only in his the story to the children. Yeah. Um, at the wedding, um, Clint sings a song, <laughs> and either Robin or Barney cry about it because they're so emotional yeah. about this song. Yeah. We'll get more of that later. Um, and then Ted gets like a barrage of family members asking, when's your wedding? When's your wedding? When? You know, all the yeah. different relatives. Did you recognize... The older lady who asks when when's your wedding? No. Uh, Linda Porter, aka Myrtle from Superstore, may she rest in peace. Both oh. Linda Porter and Myrtle okay. uh, have since passed on. Okay, R.I.P. Myrtle. And Linda Porter, the real person. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Ted leaves the wedding before his toast. He runs away. He leaves for seventy-two hours. The gang is like, "Where did he go?" He finally comes back and he convinces everyone to get in the car. And he's driving real fast down the highway. Everyone is confused. Um, And then they're like, what's going on? And he was like, well, I was looking at my favorite website, and there was a joke about him looking at porn, and everyone's saying, like, ew, we don't want to know about that. But what he was really wanting to talk about is his favorite real estate auction website. And he bought a dream house. And everyone thinks he's going through a, like, psychotic break um and he kind of did a little bit you know so he bought this house by the way our friend um aaron aaron a-a-r-o-n our friend Uh aaron texted me because he knew we were at this episode and texted me um because i don't know if you know the meme but it was like ted will literally buy a broken down house instead of going to therapy yeah 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 (laughs) exactly exactly So he buys this house because his dream has always been wife, house, kids. He can't control the wife and the kids, so he's going to start and buy the house. So, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you focus on the things that you can control. If this is, like, your goal in life, you might as well make it happen. So he buys this house, and we don't really know where it is. 
Yeah, it's clearly like in the suburbs. Yeah, it's in the suburbs somewhere. Um, maybe it's near uh, Marshall and Lily's house. Um, well, they live in the city. Their apartment yeah. is in the city. Oh, okay. It's in Dois de Tripla. Dois de Tripla. So um, that, that's kind of a running, uh, a running, a motif on this show. The characters buying houses that are bad investments. Yeah. So this one like is a real hunk of junk. Like it's literally falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all very concerned about him and think he's made a decision. Except Marshall, being a good friend, is like, hey, you know, sometimes they're not bad decisions. And like he, he tells about a time when he made a decision to put a bottle rocket in the microwave and then they play a fun game of drunk or kid. Yeah. <laughs> so the bottle rocket was drunk. Uh-huh. Um, and Barney is making fun of Robin for crying um, about Clint's song at the wedding. Uh, we learned that um, it was actually Barney who was crying. Mm-hmm. And um, he paid Robin $500 to say it was her the whole time yeah. which like you don't need to tell it anyone anything like I don't know why this was a oh cause Robin absolutely would have told everyone and Barney didn't want yeah I'm just surprised that Barney didn't go higher than $500 or, or Robin didn't drive him higher than $500 yeah she could have but she, she was like alright yeah. I'll take it um the inspector comes right away and this inspector is so great He's very, very funny. Yes, his name is Gary Anthony Williams. Um, I recognize him, but um, he's mostly a voice actor. Okay. But he is also uh, uh, funny um, on, as a as a just live-action comic actor. And I looked up... The one thing I could really remember him from, uh, a movie that Neil Patrick Harris was also in, um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh. During the one scene that they get like thrown in jail... He's the black guy in jail who's, like, very, like, smart and erudite, but the uh, movie's kind of ahead of its time. In some ways, like, the cops treat him like a criminal and, like, he's completely suspicious because he's black. Right. Like, at one point in the movie, the, the guard accidentally leaves the keys in the door to the cell and then accuses Gary Anthony Williams' character of trying to escape um, anyway, yeah. uh, so that's what I recognize him from, but he's, I mean, look him up. He's got like 300 credits on IMDb. He's like okay. a prolific voice actor. Well, he was wonderful. Yeah, he's great. Um, and also if you, I mean, uh, he's fine, but if you look at a picture of him now, it's almost unrecognizable. He's like fit and like, oh. and older, but like, yeah. Okay. Um, another bad decision that Marshall made was, um, riding a bike down an extension ladder. <laughs> this one was a kid. Um, his mom found him and, like, screamed that he was dead and he yeah. was only in a coma for a week. La- not even a week. Not even a week. <laughs> um, Ted is explaining to everyone, like, his wild idea of, like, this is where his study is going to go and this mm-hmm. is where we're going to barbecue every Every weekend, it's going to be a sausage fest. Yeah. This is where the kid is going to come and, you know, um, he has all these fantasies about his life. Um, we learn about Marshall also driving his car the wrong way on a freeway, and that was when he was a kid. You see a little kid, like, yeah. screaming in terror, yeah. which, if it went the other way, it'd be, like, 
a huge... Yeah, it wouldn't be as funny. It wouldn't be as funny. It'd be just bad. Um, We get a flashback to 1996 uh, in the dorm, and the inspector shows up and says that Lily has structural issues and is, like, critiquing everything about her. Yeah. From her, like, style to her her hips not being Um, wide enough for a... um, Yeah, they're not... Erickson compliant. Yes, yes. The, her mouth has no filter. Yes. And um, you might like the Span- gothic facade now, but didn't you always picture yourself in something Spanish? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Robin switches it on Barney and says that it was... Um, I was still... I was confused about the switcheroo. So do, who who's actually crying? Barney was actually crying. It is, okay. Yeah. Um, in because Barney's the, yeah, like, the story that he tells now is Barney making it up, which he gives away. And Barney tells a story: your penis is enormous. And yeah. then they said, like uh, Barney always like take it too far. Yeah, he almost has them believing the story, and yeah. then he has Robin say, "Your yeah. penis is enormous." Yeah, <laughs> um, that's the dead giveaway. Yeah. Um, so the inspector is like, "Well, you don't have termites, uh, but you have all these like other issues," yeah. and he goes like, "There is someone living there." Yeah. There's a hobo, I think they said. He's a hobo, yeah. Um, and everything else is like he gives, like he breaks down the whole list of everything wrong yeah. with it. Um, he goes upstairs, like he laughs, like good thing you didn't buy this house. And Ted says, "I did buy this house," and he's like, "Oh, I guess I'm gonna go look upstairs." Yeah. Then the gang is talking again. Um, uh, okay, Ted saying like. This sucks. I'm exactly where I was five years ago. I've been making the wrong decisions my whole life. Um, Barney admits to... Oh, sorry. This is when the inspector falls through the roof. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you actually do have termites. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Barney admits to loving Virginia and wanting to be Ted's dad. And then we learn in 2006, he like he drops off Virginia at the airport. They share a moment. He's telling the story, and he says, of, in his telling, Virginia says, your penis is enormous. Yeah. Which is a, which is a giveaway. But, but I think ever since this, this is season two episode, Brunch, where they go to the um, uh, popover pantry. Isn't that where they have brunch? Yes. And that's also later where... Um, Ted thinks that Stella broke up with him, but they were just in a fight at the yes. Power Pantry. Anyway, so this is a reference to that episode, and I do think it has always been kind of implied that something maybe did happen between Barney and Virginia. So, but and Barney says something else later in the episode that's like, oh, maybe they, you know, he says I got to second base with your mom. Yes, later yes, in the episode. Yes. So he's clearly exaggerating the story where they're they pulled up to the airport and right. they're. Listening to Night Moves by yeah. Bob Seger. Yeah. But I do think maybe something did happen between Barney and Virginia. Yeah. In that season two episode, Brunch. Yeah. Um, okay, so then they decide to smash up the house, and they're all having fun. Mm-hmm. And then Crosby, Stills, and Nash, our house, plays yep. as they like are in slow motion smashing up the house yeah. with a mallet. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Um, and then... It was awesome. I love that song. Um, uh, Ted leaves again for 72 hours. And he shows up at his mom's house. 
and apologizes for leaving and hugs them and Clint and says like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the toast that right. I missed doing and it was really funny because he's like, give it up for the DJ and like yeah. as if he were still at the wedding. Yeah. Um, he gets back to the house, um, the house that he bought, and Marshall is on the little patio grilling, um, and he Marshall says to him like you know, I've tried to talk you out of so many things for so many years and I feel like you shouldn't give up on this. If this is what your Mm -hmm. dream is, like you should make it so. And we learned that like it worked, like he did, like he had all these ideas and the ideas came to fruition and that's, this is the couch that these kids are sitting at. This is a, this is the house that they live in 2030. Yeah. Very Uh, cute. Yeah. Very cute. Um, all right. What else, what else did I miss? I don't like when you say, what did I miss? I just have other things I wanted to talk okay. about. All right. Clint. Yeah. New agey singer songwriter. Yeah. Kind of a Phoebe. Kind right? of a Phoebe. Clint's kind of a Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ridiculous songs, yeah. which we'll get to. Yeah. So Ted must have rented the car, right? Ted doesn't have a car. Hmm. Because I feel like this was, this is, I'm getting frustrated with the show. At one point it was like... The show's, it was canon in the show that Marshall was the only one who had a car. And they had a whole episode about him having to get up, give up the car. Right. But then earlier this season or last season, they had a whole episode where Mar- where Barney was intentionally getting speeding tickets to try and, like, talk his way out of speeding tickets, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, so it was like, okay, I guess Barney has a car. That I believe. But I believe Barney has a car, yeah. and he pays to park it, like, wherever, yeah. monthly parking. Yeah. Um, I think Ted must have rented this car. Well, what? Do, maybe they have, like, a communal car. I feel like that would be talked about, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, like, when they went out to New Jersey to visit Stella, they had to take the train. They didn't drive to New Jersey, you know? Yeah. Which I guess Barney could have driven them, but maybe he wanted to take the train. When I lived in San Good Francisco, I had a car, but it was, like, our communal car that like we would use to go to the laundromat or go grocery Hmm. store shopping because we only had one spot san francisco is you know it's hard to park we did have one space so when i had a car for two years in chicago i did not have a space and it was like yeah tough to find and also you had to like like that seinfeld episode you had to be real careful about street cleaning because it was Mm -hmm. like once a week yeah you got to move it to the other side yeah i will say this was our First apartment in San Francisco, way the fuck out, like, Ocean Beach area. Okay. uh, Outer Sunset. Um, But then when we moved into, like, Noe Valley Mission, I had to give up the car. Um, And last stray observation, um, uh, Ted Marshall's dorm room has a Comic-Con poster. I noticed that! Yeah. That was going to be in props. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on to Funniest Moments, then. What do you got? Okay. Um, so Clint's song, we don't hear the whole thing, but we know like the arc of it is like, or not the arc, but the, um, the chorus, the chorus is something about Gandhi and pancakes and dragons and you. Yeah. And everyone, and everyone's singing along and on dragons specifically on dragons and everyone has their lighters out and it's. Cause, um, yeah, because Ted, like, blacked out, and we found out the song went on for 12 minutes. Yeah. And by the end, everyone was on board, Yeah, and they knew to sing along, and the dragons on the yeah. dragon's part. Yeah. <laughs> and um, whenever we get the flashback to who cried, yeah. we get it again. I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And when Barney is like, 
Remember when I told you about the cra- yeah yeah like he yeah. um but these wedding guests are very funny. He's like definitely like a like a boomer like yeah. hippie yeah because um, all his friends are like stoners yeah oh that's another thing I forgot to mention when he goes to Clint and Virginia's house to apologize like they're both so high <laughs> yeah. they have a whole conversation <laughs> and the whole time Clint is like holding in like a full lung capacity of smoke and blows it out like yeah <laughs> after they hug i love it um so my first funniest moment is at the beginning we get like barney running over the table after robin cried which we later found out robin didn't cry but at the time yeah. barney runs over the table and was like guess what robin just did and then it's like 20 seconds earlier and we get the whole flashback of her crying then coming to the table and then him saying and then it flashes to back to full, flash forward and Barney says and then I told you guys what Robin just did yeah yeah <laughs> um uh, oh okay this was very funny when um when the inspector says like I was out there but the doorbell didn't work and then he writes in his notes doorbell does not work <laughs> He was great. On his pad, yeah. Gary Anthony Williams, he was great. Um, okay, they, when they first get to the house, I don't know if you mentioned, didn't notice this, it's so quick. They first get to the house, and they're all, like, shocked, and then a rat runs by, and they all react, and then it goes to commercial or whatever. Everyone else is scared of the rat. Did you see what Robin did? No. She got into, like, fighting position, like she was going to fight the rat. Gonna. <laughs> um... Uh, okay, um, when we're we're getting a flashback of Barney <laughs> taking Virginia to the airport, <laughs> and he's like nervous and like kind of like tittering, like he's like excited to be with her, and he's like, <laughs> and that's how you got the brooch. Yeah. Um. Uh, which I think is also a callback. Wasn't there something about the brooch yes, in that brunch episode? Has been so long. Yes, yes. But he also, I'm going to also one from that same scene when they get there and they clearly neither of them wants to get out of the car because yeah. they're like feeling something, yeah. and they both like in unison say, "We made good time." And yeah. Barney goes, "Stupid." Yeah, yeah. He's so nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the inspector falls through the roof, very much um, money pit yeah. Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forget who says it, but someone's like, well, he got some of the roaches on the way down. <laughs> uh, when Barney said he wanted to be uh, Ted's dad, and Ted is like, what? And Barney says, don't you talk back to me, son. Yeah. Um, when Barney is wanting to tell everyone at the wedding about Robin crying, uh-huh. he goes, Aunt Meredith! <laughs> um... All right, my last one, which you kind of talked about, but I wanted to talk specifically about Gary Anthony Williams one more time before he goes upstairs and finds the termites when he's listing everything that's wrong. Yeah. And he's like, you've got, you know, waterlogged wood. And then he goes, hey, look at that. No termites. Yeah. <laughs> like he's fine. It's like the silver lining. Like, hey, look at that. No termites. And yeah. then there is termites. That's my last funniest moment. Do you have any more? Uh, no. Should we move on to how I meant your mother would make it fashion? Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of frills and boots, but what else is new? Yeah, Ted has a cool Miles Davis t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, I like Miles Davis a lot. Did you like Barney's new tie? No. What what new tie? That was, like, he has, like, a black and white striped tie. Okay. Made it was new? Point, yeah. Made a point of saying, like, you didn't even notice my new tie? Oh, I didn't even... I didn't even notice people not noticing his new tie. Okay. 
Now, I've said before, I don't love the way Barney dresses. Um, props to the props department. We already talked about the Comic-Con poster in the dorm. Um, but this was like a, a funny joke. It didn't make my funniest, but um, they're at McLaren's after the wedding, and Barney grabs a giant stack of cocktail napkins <laughs> and puts some in front of Robin in case she gets a little weepy. Because he says, like, they were out of whatever, like, you wanted. Yeah. So here's, yeah. Uh, that's it for me. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, we already talked about. Well, yeah, for funniest moments, we already talked about the Lily inspection, which I thought was funny. Uh, what's under the umbrella? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, lots of flashbacks. Yeah. Some familiar flashbacks to dorm rooms. The flashback to the brunch episode, uh, but also just I love just having a twenty seconds ago flashback. That's mm-hmm. all very how I met your mother and very Did you like say- in its. So. Did you say Marshall's childhood? Oh, Marshall's childhood flashback as well. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and then also there is a uh, reference to Ted's hot sister, Heather Mosby. Yes. Not forgotten. Yes. She's only been, I think, on one episode, played by Aaron Cahill. But um, not forgotten. Ted, Heather Mosby. Yeah. Anything else under the umbrella for you? Uh, Marshall being just a true gem of a friend. Sure. In okay. person. Um Hasn't Barney, like, paid off people before <laughs> to do his bidding? I'm pretty sure, yeah. 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 Um, just, like, um, kids, this house, that house is this house. Like, kind of the, like, sentimentality yeah. of time. Yeah. Real sweet. Yeah. Let's move on to similarities. What do you got? I only have one. What do you got? Okay. Um, okay. Like, f- fragility. Like, deep fragility. Like, Ross giving himself like affirmations and kind of like mm-hmm. taking a new lease on life. Oh, okay. Ted's kind of doing this as well. Yeah. Um, also like making impulse decisions. So Joey's impulse to jump in front of a gunshot um, <laughs> and uh, Ted's impulse to buy this rotten house. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Um, the idea of being drunk, like drunken kid, and then like Rachel, like chugging the tequila or using alcohol to soothe the stress of the photos being out of order. Yeah. Um, interior designs. (laughs) We just talked about interior designs and this episode is very interior designy. Yeah. I liked the, uh, like obviously fake CG time-lapse of the rundown house turning into the shot of the kids in the study that we all know, you yeah. know, and the things filling, the shelves filling in, and, like, the bus. I love that the little yellow bus shows up first. Yes, because, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. Fun details. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, like, best friend competitions. Chandler gets upset that Joey <laughs> oh, yeah, would course. protect Ross, yeah. and then yeah. the gang on How I Met Your Mother are always yeah. in competition about friendship. Well, the only one I had was rear projection driving shots. Oh. <laughs> on the ride along, you get it. Yeah. And then Marshall's flashback to You're driving right. the wrong way on I-94. You're right. Um, rear projection driving. Uh, time to play favorites. Count us down when you're ready, when you're finished taking your sip of Fresca. Okay. Three, two, one. How, How I, I Met, Met Your, your mother. mother. Yeah. No contest. This, this yeah, Friends this. episode was lacking. Yeah, and also I don't like, you know... I don't like all the cop stuff. I don't like all the cop stuff. I don't like the homophobia. Yeah, yeah. 
but even if this weren't a Lacking Friends episode, this is a really strong How I Met Your Mother episode. Very funny, mm-hmm. very sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, compare like look at like, and this isn't a drag on Friends in general because Friends does this too, <laughs> but this Friends episode it really didn't move any characters along. Yeah. Until the very end, but we don't know how long that will last, you know, with Ross, like, actually being o- over Emily, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's not a journey of the episode that kind of comes in at the very end. Yeah. This episode is so character-motivated, also so funny, so fun, so clever, um, self-referential, but not in a full-of-itself kind of way. Yeah. I just... This is a... This is a gem of a How I Met Your Mother episode, if you ask me. Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. Uh, let's catch up on our correspondence. It's been... I don't know if we have any, actually. I, I think we do, but maybe we don't. When was the last time we recorded? It's been, like... It's been weeks. A million years. Yeah. Um, since we recorded. Okay. Let's see if we have anything. Okay. Do you need me to vamp? Yeah, I think we're going to need you to vamp a little bit. Jamaican-style beef patties. Plant-based fish fillets. Sliced Munster. Fresh figs. Red and green grape duo. Plumcots. What's there between a plumcot and a pluot? Are they even a little bit alike? Yeah. I think Plumcot is like a trademark pluot. Oh, okay. Um, I could be wrong. I really, we might not have any. What? How did we go this long between episodes and not have any correspondence? I mean, that's on us. Yeah. Somehow. We're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry we're not giving you the... Any reason to write in? Yeah, we're not bringing the goods. Wait, I didn't check the, uh, see if there's any comments. I don't think there are comments on the Battleship Pretension website, but. Um, and you, you haven't check. gotten any tweets either. No, that was the first place I checked. That's the most common way that people reach out to us, but no. Okay. No, sorry guys. Guess no one likes us. Guess, maybe we should just go eat worms. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do we have any calls to action this episode? Man, maybe this is this is the problem. We're not giving. We didn't do any calls to action. Yeah. What should we say? Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, Did we have any like asides? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, that's usually where our our calls to action come from, or like our weird asides about things. But my asides were all like. Oh, David Schwimmer was on Band of Brothers. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, no calls to action. Oh, okay. No, here's a call to action. Okay. Do they have a communal car? What's the car situation with the Himium gang? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. What's the automobile situation? Okay. Um, this is... Uh, a very broad question, but what's the worst decision you've ever made? <laughs> As a kid or Okay, yeah, I was going to say, drunk. what's the worst decision you ever made? I'd have to think about it. Yeah. 
and do if I could think of it, do I want to share it with people? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I probably don't. Okay. So yeah, you can if you want to, but uh, and yeah, don't don't forget last week's. Have you ever inadvertently hurt someone? And what is your go-to pizza order? Oh yeah, because two weeks ago, I had just you had just broken my ribs. Yeah, they're still sore. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Much better. Oh good. Oh good. Uh, all right. What's the next segment that we do? Next is my favorite segment to introduce. It's called "How Were We Doing?" This is where we look at what was going on in the world. On the days that these episodes aired. Uh, season 5, episode 20 of Friends. The one... Wait, why am I drawing a blank? The one uh, with the ride-along. Yes. Aired on Thursday, April 29th, 1999. Uh, and this day, during the the NATO bombing of um, Yugoslavia that uh, eventually ended the Kosovo War... Um, on this day, the NATO bombing uh, destroyed the Avala TV Tower in Belgrade, which is sort of like, or was, built in the 60s, sort of like the Seattle, or the Space Needle in Seattle, or the CN Tower in Toronto. It is since, in 2010, it was rebuilt. So there's a new uh, Avala Tower um, in, in the Belgrade area. Um, sorry for the bummer there, but... Uh, Top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Uh, number five, Buster Rhymes' What's It Gonna Be? At number three, I'm sorry, number four, Sugar Ray's Every Morning. No. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to sing it. Nope. Uh, at number three, Cher's Do You Believe in Life After Love? Uh, at number two, Sixpence the Richer, Kiss Me Beneath Me. I love that song. It's yeah, so good. It's good. Uh, and at number one, Hanging in there, TLC, no scrubs. I don't want no scrubs. Scrub is like I can. Um, okay. Season five, episode twenty of How I Met Your Mother, which again is called Home Records, aired on Monday, April nineteenth, twenty ten, around the time the Avala TV Tower was uh, built. Okay. This I think is maybe it's just me being ignorant, or maybe it's a sign of how little we use like physical currency anymore okay so on this day the u.s mint released the first coin of the 26 coin america the beautiful quarter program which focused on national parks and other beautiful sites yeah no memory of this but the first one was hot springs national park and they did five a year for 2010 through 2020 and they did one in 2021 and that was the end of of it so this is different than this Oh yeah, the states were like the '90s. This is a this is what they did after the states. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember this. It's like national parks. It went until 2021. They were still doing it. I guess we don't look at our coins. But like we were for most of this time, for all of this time, we were renters, which meant we had to use quarters to to do laundry. We just never looked at them. Yeah. Never like oh, Hot Springs National Park. I think I just thought that there were states, and I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. also on this day, uh, sadly, the um, groundbreaking American rapper Guru, Keith Alam, but known as Guru from Gangstar, uh, passed away. He had um, a, like a blood-borne cancer and died uh, in, at, at 48 um, in, in 2010. Very sad loss. Yeah. Um, I love Gangstar. I know uh, when we, you know, when we would do a lot more of playing 
playing cards and listening to records every day. Um, we would take turns picking records. And at one point, I picked like Gangstar, like full clip, a decade of Gangstar, which is like a four record set. So I got to dominate like yeah. three nights in a row of just listening to Gangstar while we were playing cards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been 13 years, but RIP Guru, uh, one of the greats. Top five songs in the U.S. that day. Uh, at number five, Jason Derulo, In My Head. At number two, Tayo Cruz, Break Your Heart. Uh, at number three, Train's Hey Soul Sister. <laughs> so take it a personal affront. That song even exists. At number two, Bob, Nothing On You. And at number one, Rihanna, uh, Rude Boy. I looked it up, and I can't remember how it goes again. Is it like... Rude boy, da, 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 yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a good song. I'm sorry. I can't remember the melody very well. Uh, and final segment is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to, we, where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on each show, armed only with knowledge of the episode titles. But first, let's check in on how we did last week i said joey gets cast as a cop and rides along with a cop to research the role i thought that was a slam dunk it was not yeah i was surprised case. because we had just learned that gary is a cop no and i even said i didn't i, I said the cop is probably gary oh. but i need the points i'm not going to go out on a limb I i'm just going to say joey rides along with the cop okay um which he, he does joey does ride along with the cop but i the thrust of my prediction was that he it was for a role, and that was not the case. Yeah. Um, you said everyone has their own stories of and opinions about infidelity. That is not no. at all what happened. No points. Uh, so no points. We're in the home stretch, and you're still ahead by two. I might end up donating another five hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, if you're new listeners, um, we keep track of who gets the most cor- uh, predictions right, and the loser has to donate five hundred dollars at the end of the season to the winner, a charity of the winner's choice. So, in case people didn't know that. Uh, Next week's episodes. Now I'm going to need you to vamp again. Let's hear about those Jamaican beef patties one more time. No. Steel-cut oatmeal. Thai vegetable gyoza. Pesto chicken breast. Okay. Season 5, episode 21 of Friends, and this is not helping me along. The one with the ball. Mm-hmm. The one with the ball. I could see this being like a. See, but I'm thinking of like. What what did they call the flaming like? The flaming tennis ball Fireballs. game, the fireball, whatever yeah. it was. I'm thinking of that, so I keep thinking of like, Joey, dusting with the ball. But what if there's like. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Phoebe gets the gang invited to the annual policeman's ball. And, right? Yeah. And Monica um, is giddy about playing dress up and princess fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I'm so glad I thought of a different definition of ball. Okay. Um, Season 5, episode 20 of the CBS television program, How I Met Your Mother, that ran from 2005 to 2014. Episode 21, rather, is called Twin Beds. Twin Beds. Twin beds um okay who is gonna have twin beds mm. okay um who has twin beds that's what you have to decide the clock is ticking. Okay. Marshall and Lily. Marshall and Lils. Um, decide to have twin beds. Decide to and, have twin beds. And push them together when they're feeling amorous, a la push Lucy and Ricky. together when they're... I'm going to say everything that you just said with the feeling... Um, and when Amorous, the gang finds uh, out... La, I mean, you could probably just stop there. Okay. And Ricky. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it, then. We finished it. We did we it. We talked about season five, episode 20 um, of, of each episode. You can find you can find the podcast where you found it. You already did that. Congratulations. You're very good at that. But you can find a post for every episode of BattleshipRetention.com, which is where you find my other podcast, Battleship Retention, which is about movies. You can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can uh, send me a reply on X. I don't even know what to say. You could tweet me at Davey Pretension. Uh, uh, I don't know. Letterboxed. David Bax. Blue Sky. Davey Pretension. All that stuff. Uh, Natalie, where do you want people to uh, track you down, locate you, and send you uh, messages uh, over the internet? Um, find me at Truth Social. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ga- um, gab me on gab. Yeah. Um, no, don't find me. Um, but if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Let us know if you don't think we deserve five stars. Um, let us know the worst decision you've ever made. Sure. <laughs> or if you were drunk or if you were a kid right. and did it. That's a good one. Um, oh, I wonder if I have a good Do you need yeah. stamps? Do you need stamps? Do you have stamps? Do the Himium gang share a car? Do the Himium game share a car? Yeah. Um, Until next time, we'll see you at the pond in the basement. (laughs) 